0: This podcast is a member of the Voices of Wrestling podcasting network. Visit VoicesOfWrestling.com to hear the rest of our great podcasts, as well as show reviews, columns, opinions, and updates across the world of wrestling.
1: Hey kids, do you like professional wrestling? We like professional wrestling too. This is shake them ropes i can't remember the name of my show just shake them ropes i'm jeff hawkins joined by uh blue bald chris Novembrino.
0: <laughs> you know he's a little crabby today i'm just crabby a little I'm crabby. crabby you know sometimes yeah. it, sometimes <laughs> life hands you lemons and uh it hands you those lemons in 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 the nether regions uh
1: i am uh chris who, who's the Who is your, you're kind of a sports fan. I know you're a basketball fan, but who's your favorite, favorite, favorite team, the team from your youth, that first one that you started to really like when you were like a little child and stuff.
0: Oh, I didn't like sports as a kid.
1: Oh, you were Um, in your room with a guitar.
0: Like I like books and stuff. (laughs) Um, I liked Sonic the Hedgehog. Okay. never mind. Uh, Super Nintendo, I I mean, okay, I can sort of answer this question, Hawkins. Like, I I was in Massachusetts in 2004 when the Red Sox won the World Series. And I got to, like, participate in riots up at the University of Massachusetts. The statute of Limitations have since passed on all those sorts of things. So I was, like, into the Red Sox. Uh, Johnny Damon and uh, uh, Kevin Millar and Pedro Martinez, Manny Ramirez. It is going well, it is, and I love football too. Hawkins, I love football.
1: Oh, Chris, uh, yeah, I Aaron Rodgers, being, being <laughs> yeah, I'm sure you're big on Aaron Rodgers, love him, yeah. Um, being raised before the advent of being able to have a video game, somewhat. You know, my parents were, weren't big on video games, not having cable as a kid. I was raised on on sports, on, on broadcast television, and my Cincinnati Bengals, first time in 31 years, they are going to the AFC championship game. I am flying out tomorrow as a, my brother got me a free ticket because he is a Kansas City Chiefs fan and said, if they ever play in the playoffs, I'll, I'll, I'll copy the ticket. And it's, it's weird sports fandom. Sometimes I, I uh, it, it's one of those things where it's like, we hadn't won a playoff game in 31 years. And I went to the game and I'm like, this is gravy. And then we won last week and now you're greedy and you have hope. <laughs> and you're like, if we don't win the whole thing, it's a disappointment when it isn't, but you get in that kind of, ah, kind of mode. And it's like, I have endured 25 years, at least of mockery over my sports team choices. (laughs) So I'd really like to win this one, but uh, no, it's going to be fun. It it is. It's I I thought, I thought maybe you were a Dallas Mavericks fan as a small child, but maybe no, no, Uh, I didn't
0: grow up here.
1: I thought you might have. I apologize.
0: You don't really know me. Not a big
1: Richie Atabato fan. Well, you grow up. You're you're a asshole. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Well, kids, the first of the big four happens on Saturday, right down the road from Kansas City and St. Louis, Missouri. Your boy almost tried to do the double dip, but that's way, way too much. We'll have a preview of the Royal Rumble, who we like, who we don't like. Hits, misses, prop bets. No, we're not going to have prop bets. Uh, Brought to you this week by HelloFresh. We will tell you about them a little later. Getting into the news. Disney making a deal with WWE to stream the WWE Network in Indonesia. I think this story got way too much play in the wrestling Twitterverse, thinking that, uh, oh, deal with Disney's imminent here, too. No, because here, here's the other, here's the other side of that coin. Not related. Peacock, the network, lost 1.7 billion dollars in 2021, more than double the year prior. Kids, Disney is not going to buy WWE, in my opinion. But Peacock is a fairly white suburban type of American streaming network. Indonesia likes the WWE quite a bit numbers over in that part of the country er, in that part of the world are big in there and other uh, locales. Disney is a universal language in most places. This is, this is an easy deal in my opinion for WWE because they have none of the responsibility of growing sponsorship or growing, you know, uh, subscriber numbers over there. Disney takes care of the rest. It's just, hey, here's our catalog. Go stream it for the Indonesians. And they get another income supply there.
0: Chris, Man, do you disagree with me? No, I don't. It's just a reminder that like someone else could come in and run this company infinitely <laughs> better in the sense of you could have... Hecock, no, or WWE. An Indonesian, no, I'm saying WWE, an Indonesian star that actually helps drive some basic sales <laughs> in Indonesia. Like, you know, like, like they were trying to do with in India, only like with not Jinder Mahal. Like, we'll make actually, Veer. We'll make Veer Indonesia. Veer now. is coming. He's coming soon. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I, I know this. I know it. Like, so I, I want to hold fire. Let's just see how Veer plays out. You know what I'm saying? Because Veer's still coming. Uh, right. and We'll see how that plays out.
1: Is your mic on? My mic's on. Okay. I'm not getting a lot of that, for, but never mind. Uh, <laughs> uh, okay. Yeah. Um, getting over to other news Leo Rush has announced, we talked about him last week. Uh, his AEW contract expires on February 14th. He announced, and he is taking bookings. Now, this is interesting because AEW has now come out and said that they are not going to announce who they're not renewing. They're just going to let them kind of uh, expire, and then we'll have to take our our guesses as people are getting booked elsewhere. But the two that we do know about right now are Leo Rush and Peter Avalon, he he of the wingmen. I have have nothing but love for Peter Avalon because that guy outkicked his coverage. He made six figures doing what he was doing. For this time, it doesn't mean goodbye. It just means goodbye for now. Peter Avalon's one of those guys that any company can use. He is a guy that he, who is a good wrestler who you can who you can beat up with the stars, and he's a charactery guy who can get some heat while you're at it. Uh, yeah, uh, thoughts on either of those, or even the AEW thing not announcing who they're not renewing.
0: I, I'm going to be honest. You got me all paranoid about the mic, so then I was checking levels and I was letting you vamp. Now you're good. Okay. All right. Okay. So then, oh. then I spent oh. that was time. Well, oh, you, spent. Oh, so you weren't listening to me. <laughs> no, that's, that's I, I said I got to be. That's what I got to be honest is, is the lead up to. I, oh, well, I was, you know.
2: OK, anyways,
1: uh, Leo, Leo Rush is uh, his contract running out on the 14th and Peter Avalon's.
0: Contract OK, well, then Leo Rush just announced that he's like signed with. Yes, the, yeah, that, I have that here.
1: Leo Rush right. has signed with Universal Music today. He signed a deal with Thump Records and Virgin Music, which. Virgin Music was bought by Universal from, I believe, Island Records, he says, with an uptick. Um, and Thump, I assume, is just a, a little uh, hip-hop label that's part of that. Um, uh,
0: yeah, it just he, seems he, more he, like a publicity he, thing that will be good for him. I don't know that this is the start of Leo Rush Spotify All-Star.
2: <laughs> Leo Rush has
1: announced he's pulled his tracks from
0: Spotify. Hey, yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, it, it, I don't know. I, when he signed with AEW and I know Tony Khan really liked him a lot. I, I, it's one of those things where I'm now kind of sad. I mean, it's, it's, it's again, it, his is a goodbye for now as well. He can always come back, but man, that tag match with him and Dante Martin was so fantastic and he looked happy and good there, but that is a guy to me that can never work for a boss and It's not in a, it's not in a, he's being difficult in a negative way, but he's always going to be difficult to me. I I think, you know, you know, you know, that employee, the employee who actually you respect because he's in there and saying, I'm only here for work. I'm not here to make friends with any of my coworkers. I'm not here to, to have a lovely little birthday party in the break room. When you say we're a family, that's crap. Okay. I'm here for eight hours. I'm not doing overtime just to be nice to my boss. I'm out of here. That's the kind of guy, and that's the kind of guy an independent contractor has to be. So good for Leo Rush. Yeah, opinion.
0: but that that's going to be a problem for him in this specific industry because unlike other kind of independent contractor industries, it's a small market. There you have two bosses. There's either Vince or Tony Khan, um, and, and that is really sort of the nature of where the industry is at. He, you know, Leo can go, and what he'll probably be doing is going around and doing indie bookings. And I think he'll have a a nice little run doing indie bookings. But I do think, I I think that temperament in this particular industry does sort of limit you given that if you want to work in AEW program, you're going to have to play ball with Tony Khan and the vice presidents, the, the politics. We'll talk about that in the lazy river.
1: Remember he had that issue with, with the big swole. Um, Release and how Tony Khan handled that, and said that everything had been worked out, but maybe this is how it was worked out.
0: Yeah, that's what I mean. You know, yeah. like like I think that's what I'm saying. It, it, so, I mean, that th- there's another thing. This is a guy who, I, I yes, I, I think you've got the right beat on him. This is a guy who can't really work for a boss. He has to be his own boss, and unfortunately, this is an industry where you're an independent contractor, but you still have to have a boss.
1: Also, just a little bit of a note on this music signing that that came out uh, tonight, this evening. Universal music, part of the NBC Universal family, part of the Peacock family, which WWE is a part of. Over on the uh, Dynamite show, which I do over at Fight Game Network, uh, my co-host there opined that possibly maybe Leo Rush with the right deal, even though you know he's never going to be a star, goes back over to uh, the Evil Empire there for Vince for a while and just gets the money he can while he can. I
0: I could absolutely see him going over there and doing an NXT spot. Uh, I think at this point they're willing to throw pretty much anyone who's willing to show up on NXT on NXT to carry some of these greener guys along to halfway decent matches. Um, And they're not particularly concerned about coherence as they're doing it, so Leo Rush might actually be a perfect fit for some of this stuff. Like you know, real talk. Leo Rush could work well with uh Mr. Carmelo Hayes. Yeah. Uh, Mr. North American champion. He'd be good. Yeah.
1: Was announced by WWE this uh this week that NXT Stand and Deliver will be a matinee on the same day as the first night of WrestleMania. I cannot think of a worse idea. <laughs>
0: Um, tell me this show doesn't matter without telling me this show doesn't matter. Yeah.
1: Okay. We're going to go watch wrestling for three hours, maybe two, and then we're going to go watch this show in a stadium. We have to travel because remember Stan and delivers probably going to be at the probably at the Dallas convention center again.
0: Yeah. The, and there's, well, and, and, the and the, Hutchinson. yeah, yeah. Right. The capability yeah. Hutchinson, but that there's no train. Uh, thanks Jerry Jones. Uh, from the K Bailey to where the Dallas, Dallas Megaplex is. Yeah, right. right. So you have to drive out there. That's like 30, 45 minutes. We're talking about with traffic and stuff. It's going to be like an hour, hour, yeah. 20. Um, and then it took, uh, I, man, it took us an hour to get in. Um, that stunk. Uh, and then you're going to watch a three-and-a-half, four-hour show. And then, <laughs> I, I mean, dude why why do you need to do anything else in your life you could just go and watch <laughs> wrestling for 10 hours you could in just you could just in a day you could uh, just do that
1: i've done that before it's not uh, it's it's no a it's not
0: yeah right it stops being fun at a certain point <laughs> even if any of the discreet things that you would have watched even if it's I, really
1: good wrestling yeah. yeah it's like my god you know there's only so much you can take in a day uh also of interest, Ring of Honor announcing Supercard of Honor tickets went on sale today, April 1st, in Dallas, Texas, WrestleMania weekend. Interesting to me because I didn't think they were coming back. Yeah. They're coming back. Don't know who they got under contract these days, but I guess it's coming back. Um, and and to coincide with Ring of Honor's 20th anniversary, company announced the establishment of a Ring of Honor Hall of Fame. Okay. I, I, I assume you get some guys to, to make some speeches there that that'll be nice for them. But uh, Ring of Honor coming back WrestleMania weekend, Chris.
0: I mean, look, if there's a show that I'm likely to be at, it's probably going to be like something like this or one of these random satellite shows. Uh,
1: the WrestleCon show is shaped shaping up OK. I mean, yeah, the Briscoes have already signed to do that. They're, they're fun. WrestleMania weekend.
0: <laughs> yeah, I uh, know. So those th- those are going to be the places I'm probably going to check out. I'll be, I'll be at all the divy stuff this time around.
1: News coming out of the WWE for this weekend is that uh, rumble spots were offered to the Iconics who both said, no, thank you. And also that John Laurinaitis reached out to Jeff Hardy to come back for a rumble spot this weekend even including in there a Hall of Fame induction for Jeff Hardy, not for the Hardy brothers. Jeff Hardy apparently has rejected this offer. Good for all three, in my opinion. I don't think the Iconics should come back at this point after being cut. They should go make their way. They're doing fine in Impact, in my opinion. And that's the kind of thing where it's like, oh, well, maybe this time he'll love me, and you'll get your hopes up, and you won't get re-signed, and you'll—it's—it's it's a payday, but it's not worth a payday to me. The iconic show turned around and asked, "Hey, you put us in the video game, we'll be there," because the video game is where the money is. Hardy—they are dead scared that that the Hardy boys are going to be reuniting in AEW, and it shows.
0: Yeah, that's the only thing that you could think of with Hardy because Hardy really mean look at the way Hardy left. Normally, this they, this would be a target for vindictiveness 100% over, and instead it's like a sweetheart deal. Uh, but, ali but, got
1: to be looking at that going, what, are you kidding me? <laughs>
0: yeah, I, I know. Right? Like, like it, calling a lawyer and going, can we do something with this? Like, like is this anything? Can yeah. I work with this?
1: Yeah, that's just uh, ridiculous. Um, speaking of AEW contracts, it looks like uh, Frankie Kazarian was re-signed. Danhausen signed as we saw on Wednesday. We'll probably get into that a little bit when we get into the Lazy River. And Jonathan Gresham from ring of honor negotiating with apparently negotiating with aew right now also unfortunately announced that he is out of bola this is bola this weekend happy Bola to those of you who celebrate and practice uh is <laughs> a fun fun time i i'm a you know i I'm, I'm still not ready to go to that kind of thing yet even though i'm getting on a plane to go to a playoff game uh but that's outside and i'm not going to be you know in in a in a in a room like that for a number of hours. So that'll be, it'll be interesting to see what comes out of Bull. But yeah, unfortunately he's out because he had tested positive for COVID earlier this week. Um, Frankie Kazarian re-signing is an interesting thing to me. Obviously veteran presence, obviously still very good. Uh, to me, I, I think transition to backstage is probably part of this. I, I would have to think so because I don't, I don't see I don't see a lot of use for for Frankie Kazarian in this in this company right now, other than because the elite the elite hunter gimmick is dead. He just got killed by Lance Archer to to set up uh, to set up the world title match.
0: Maybe well, Lee- he didn't get killed. He kind of had a competitive oh, right. match with, a yeah 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 yeah. He he, he dragged Lance Archer along.
1: I mean, but but I'm just like for a multi-year, I mean, I could see like having runs here and there, but unless it's for a backstage type thing, I don't, the investment is odd to me. Just a little odd.
0: I think there's still tread left on the tires. Uh, We've yes. we talked about this with, with Frankie Kazarian before. Um, mm-hmm. I think, you know, you need a fresh coat of paint. I, I, I think. Things have always kind of been I, off the rails since the SCU breakup. That's it, it. Yeah, yeah. To
1: me, the SCU thing.
0: No one benefited from the SCU No one benefited breakup.
1: from breaking up. And to me, the best move would be to put them together, either he and Daniels or even he and Scorpio. Sky. No, he not and
0: Scorpio, I think, actually would be, uh, yeah. yeah. Not,
1: that, not that I don't like the men of the year. Don't get me wrong. It's it's a fun thing, but it's, it's a lost thing gimmick right now it's a gimmick that's yeah. lost in, in what are we going to do with this and maybe if Kazarian joined Men of the Year and made SEU the team and Ethan the solo guy out of that that wouldn't be such a bad thing either
0: that wouldn't be that bad I, I mean so you'd have Kazarian go heel or would you turn Paige
1: uh, I'd have Kazarian go heel and I'd have Paige continue in the group
0: see I, like, I'd almost want to go the other way and get them away from Dan Lambert because I okay. think Dan Lambert's the dead brand at this point
1: Do you? Because I think he's he's hit or miss for me. Don't get me wrong, but but when he hits, he hits well.
0: No, I know when he hits, he hits well. But it's like it's been kind of this one note act for a while. Maybe just
1: separate him and put him with Archer now that I mean it's
0: kind it's like the Hardy family office thing, right? Like there's too many people in that, and like like people need to just you need. Like, much like the Butcher and the Blade probably need to be broken off from the Hardy family office, uh, I actually think men of the year don't need to be part of the Dan Lambert faction anymore now that Lambert's got, like, 8 million mixed martial artists.
1: Ratings up across the board for wrestling this week. WWE Raw, 1,766,000 viewers, the highest since October 4th. And the demo, 18 to 49.46, the highest since November 22nd. Dynamite 1.1 million viewers, .41 in the demo. NXT though, not not, not that hot. 593,000 viewers, .14 in the demo, 184,000. That means old people are watching this show which is just or children, I don't know which, but uh Smackdown last week 2,255,000 viewers which is amazing that they're getting more than raw, but uh, in the 18 to forty nine point six four 836,000, the highest since September 10th and rampage last week, 594,000 viewers beating NXT point two, four, 318,000, the highest since October 29th. Anything stick out to you there?
0: I really want this SmackDown number cross referenced against Fox's baseline because I have this nagging suspicion that basically yes smackdown does a better number than raw but that's just because the pulse of fox is better than the pulse of usa yes it's network yeah it's network um and i i think what is more real um whenever i'm looking at these numbers is the year over year decline of raw's performance on the usa network and while 1.67 is like the best from november or whatever there there was a point in time a few years ago and the pandemics hurt them for sure um but they were declining even prior to the pandemic where, where they were popping you know more reliably over 2 million
2: I'm, I'm
1: trying to find it right now i'm trying to find the uh the ratings for for it on, on fox but i can't right now uh yeah but i mean last man standing was was the thing that it did and and there was concern that there wasn't uh i I think it did like three million on a friday but that was because people loved tim allen and it was you know it was marketed towards an older audience
0: that's also true yeah um so that's the other thing like you're doing these numbers but and this is where i guess the demo is useful they are kind of like so-so numbers because you're not really appealing to the kids and wrestling's really about nailing it down with the kids.
1: Yeah, it, it really yeah. is. It's, it's a youth oriented business yeah. part of the issue. Um, Oh, have we been going to echo the entire time? I hope not. Uh, did you do, do do? Uh, so yeah, so now, um, going to that's going to be the end of the news segment i'll uh, i'll give a shout out to our sponsor hello fresh with hello fresh you get farm fresh pre-portioned ingredients and seasonal recipes delivered right to your doorstep skip trips to the grocery store and count on hello fresh to make home cooking easy fun and affordable that's why it's num it's america's number one meal kit now, hello HelloFresh delivers pre-portioned ingredients to your door including the farm fresh produce that arrives within a week so you get convenience without skipping on quality you skip the trip to the grocery store, saving you the wait in long holiday lines and ensuring you don't waste money on excess food. HelloFresh is also 72% cheaper than a restaurant meal of the same quality. And, you know, in these times with inflation and everything, you can save an average of over $65 per month when you order HelloFresh instead of grocery shopping. That's more money to put towards other 2022 goals of yours.
0: Like subbing up to the, the, the Patreon for this show.
1: Yeah, you know, uh, <laughs> I am. I am not a great cook. I can cook. It's it, it hit or miss sometimes for me. And also, you know, you know the thing that drives me nuts. And this is where HelloFresh helps me, as as a chef, kind of thing is, I have spices here, but I never eat enough and fix enough things where I need, you know, like like a gallon jug of uh, hoisin sauce or anything like that. And what, what HelloFresh does is, is they give you the exact amount of spices that you need for, for the dishes that you're making so you don't have any leftover in the cabinet for like years and years on end, which is always my... Like, I, I have cumin in my in my cupboard that I never use. It's like, why do I need a big thing of cumin? When, and HelloFresh solves that for me here, Chris. Do you have any uh, anything from HelloFresh that you like?
0: Uh, well, you know... What I like about HelloFresh is similar to you. I I like the spices.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Go to HelloFresh.com slash VOW16 and use code VOW16. That's VOW16 for up to 16 free meals and three free gifts. Once again, that's HelloFresh.com slash VOW16. Get 16 free meals and three free gifts. It's America's number one meal kit, HelloFresh. And we thank them for their sponsorship. They will be sponsoring us for most of the year. So that'll be uh, that's a cool thing.
0: for. No, for there'll us. be many, many cool recipes to try out oh, this yes. year. I cannot wait, to be honest with
1: you. And now we go to kind of... We're, we're on the beach of the Lazy River, I think, this week, because we have a...
0: Oh, is first. this like a Lost reference? Are we <laughs> Are we talking about Lost? <laughs> it's
1: the first of the big five pay-per-views unless you count day one as one that's a science the royal rumble is the 2022 royal rumble and chris i uh i'm gonna be honest with you don't care i don't understand why they can't make this royal rumble interesting and it's been years since it really has but the build for me and what I, wh- I, I can well, answer
0: this i can answer this okay the, cha- the champions aren't interesting
1: Okay, that's part of it. But for me, it's like, I mean, and this might be me being old and, and having watched every Royal Rumble since 87. To me, the, the the main eventing of WrestleMania takes away a lot of the potential for some random guy could get a great late number and make a run in it and, and do that story, so to speak. But here, here's the other thing, is that you could make this Rumble interesting. You just have to build up everybody that's in the rumble and the thing here is like it's every man for himself they they, they 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 hit that on the head over and over and over again and how do they show it they show everybody acting like a jerk to their friends instead of like okay wwe is in bed with bunham murray for Ms and mrs and total bellas and total divas they know reality television One of the most famous reality TV shows of the last 20 years or so involves a competition where it was every man for himself. And what happened was someone entered the competition and realized how to game it using game theory and alliances and ended up winning the competition. That show is called Survivor. It's been a big hit for decades here in the States. Why not start the drama of watching people build alliances in 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 the rumble and then watch them fall apart as we get there. Instead what we get is tag team matches with like <laughs> with the Mysterio family. Ray Mysterio's been in like 20 rumbles. How the hell does he not know how it works? Or why does he feel the need that he has to show us that, oh, I know how to throw a man over the top rope. Watch this, Dominic. (laughs) Every tag team acts like jerks to each other. But this is part of the bigger problem with not being able to build baby faces as well, is that every single friendship in the WWE at all times is transactive in nature. It's it's because Vince doesn't believe in friendship. You never get this was brought up to me earlier. It, it, it you never get great reunions. You never get, you know, reconciliation. You never get the high drama that comes with 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 friendship and things like that in there. Instead, you just get guys who turn on guys one way because oh, I saw the brass ring and I wanted to grab that opportunity, blah, 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 blah. It's the same thing. Year after year after year. Why can't we change up the build somehow, Chris?
0: I mean, that's, like, it. The, why can't we have a build? Like, a real yes. build. And th- this year really felt like the the build was what you were describing. And then also I saw a video package where they're explaining the rules. And yes, they so do this every
1: year. The, the numbers it, don't the, lie. The numbers
0: don't lie view. video. Yeah, and... and it, it i i think that you're right like why is this not interesting well the champions aren't interesting and the path of being a challenger isn't interesting there are not intriguing challengers who have unfinished business with these champions i the the answer in short is there is no long-term booking in this company and the royal rumble without long-term booking is merely a battle royale
1: yes no, you're, you're you're exactly correct on on that on that front. And and the thing to me is the early Rumbles where you're just doing the Royal Rumble Control Center and Vince growling out the names like Native American Tatanka, you know, things like that. And, 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 and Gene saying, you know, you know, who else has entered Nikolai Volkov and Boris Zukov, the Bolsheviks, we're going to hear from them now as they are in the Royal Rumble and they do their dumb little green screen promo and with slick in the back. And, you know, it, it, that was at least a build of some kinds and everybody wanted to win the rumble blah 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 and instead what we get is these dopey things where oh eight man tag then breaks down and then at the end people start throwing each other other ropes because
0: and then commentary just... has to just hammer over our yes. head that if that was the royal rumble, rumble on sunday night it would be an elimination because I didn't I didn't because... even I didn't even hear it this year and I already know that it was said multiple <laughs> times in that broadcast it's... It's
1: like, it's like number one we have we have the memory of fruit flies. Apparently, for those of us who have watched wrestling for years, but even if you're new, all you have to do is say if you throw a guy over the top rope, he's eliminated. And instead, they have to show us week after week after week. And then, the, yes, Michael Cole, if that happened in the Royal Rumble, he'd be eliminated by his own tag team partner. Booga booga booga, and you're just like, I <laughs> what? No wonder people have turned off wrestling in droves or treated like morons. It's, it's, it's...
0: And so like, that's my problem is that like the, the Royal Rumble and we, we got feedback last week that I was wrong on Kofi Kingston. And that's almost more of a testimony to this. Like I had reverse engineered yeah, so Kofi me... finally winning. No, <laughs> I in my head to make Kofi mania better I had retconned it where Kofi, (laughs) after years of doing daring, death-defying survivals from being eliminated, finally put it all together, a synthesis of a decade of experience in the Royal Rumble to finally win the Royal Rumble. It's a beautiful moment that never happened. Can can we Um, talk about
1: how Kofi strains the bonds of rules in a match by hopping on one foot and walking on pancakes? (laughs) <laughs> we, why do we have referees out there that's the thing it's like referee referees never stop people from going back into the ring and throwing another guy out but <laughs> they're just staring at kofi walking on a pancake it won't make a judgment call on it
0: yeah i, I it's it baffles i mean the idea that a pancake doesn't count at the as the floor is it uh, really yeah yeah uh, yeah I, I mean i don't know Look, uh, the point being, that was wrong, but that only speaks further to, like, when they did Kofi Mania, they, like, inserted him in some other thing along the way here. This company has long given up on actually doing the road to WrestleMania, and uh, Blood Money Show in Saudi Arabia here, like, only further derails that because they need to do another beat to this story. So they're not even going to really start the WrestleMania bill in earnest until they get to Saudi Arabia.
1: Yeah, there's gonna be a lot of sign pointing on Monday. That, yeah. That's what's gonna happen. But uh, we have four we have four matches other than the Rumble itself. Rumbles. I apologize, but uh, let's do those first. Starting with the mixed tag match: Edge and Beth Phoenix taking on Miz and Maurice.
0: Chris, I'm gonna say Miz and Maurice win this.
1: I think so too because Edge and Beth Phoenix had the upper hand at the end of Raw. The 50-50 booking here states that this feud will probably continue in some form and there will probably be something at WrestleMania for them. That's just a feeling I get. I have been told nothing. A singles match for the WWE Raw Women's Championship, Becky Lynch, the challenger, taking on Dewdrop. I will say that I did kind of enjoy the the go-home split screen promo and yeah do drop walked in but it was very irish and very scottish for a while there um and i'm actually looking forward to this match to be honest with you but uh this might
0: be the only good match on the show uh yeah
1: oh i I don't know about that but uh this
0: might be one of the only good matches on the show uh
1: but i think this will be a fun match but there's no way becky lynch is losing this
0: title for no not chance not chance
1: in what I think might be the sneakiest good match of the night, Roman Reigns, the champion, taking on Seth Rollins for the WWE Universal Championship. A very interesting go-home promo tonight from one Seth Rollins. Yes, you have that <laughs> all the time, but uh, bringing up some things from Roman's past, such as the wellness violation, or kind of a toe in that line i kind of dug that roman deep in contemplation during the thing about uh yeah about trying to forgive seth and stuff like that i could see in this this going on first and seth rollins winning the title i don't know i don't know if it would be with help from the rest of the samoan dynasty so to speak where they where they find that roman now has a moment of weakness and they finally expel him but uh I'm gonna go out on a live and say that we do have a title change because you can you always are gonna need something for the uh, elimination chamber or I'm sorry the WrestleMania chamber in Saudi Arabia and I think it might be this title and I think Seth Rollins goes in as the champ.
0: Um, I, I that seems too bold. I I think Roman retains. I I don't know that he beats Rollins cleanly. You know what I mean? Like not not in a conclusive cl- way. Though. I think the Rollins team probably continues. You know that.
1: what? I actually do think you're right because there there are two scenarios here: Roman loses the title early and enters the Rumble and wins, or he wins, and now we go into the singles match for the WWE title: Brock Lesnar with Paul Heyman taking on Bobby Lashley with MVP. Is there a title change here, Chris?
0: Hmm. And then I guess we would put, I mean, the the move would be to have Lesnar lose the title and then win the rumble.
1: Or win the, or, or lose the title and go to, yeah. Or, or the, the WrestleMania chamber is in play as well. I think I, I, yeah, I, uh, but I, I still think that Brock Lesnar is not long for this title for some reason and ends up being against Roman. I don't see a title for title combination type of match I just don't see that happening
0: no it does seem like seems like Lashley's the better fit just because I I've never bought into Lesnar as the champion right now you're right like so maybe Lashley does win I think you're talking me into that
1: and now for the men's and women's rumbles uh starting with uh let's start with the women Why not? Announced already, Rhea Ripley, Nikki A.S.H., Dana Brooke, Carmella, Queen Zelina, Tamina, Shotzi, Natalia, Aliyah, Naomi, Shayna Baszler, Charlotte Flair, The Bellas, Lita, Michelle McCool, Kelly Kelly, Summer Rae, Mickey James, Bianca Belair, Liv Morgan, the returning Sasha Banks tonight on SmackDown, a little ahead of schedule. That's an interesting wrinkle in it. And Sonya Deville also announcing that she would be in the Rumble tonight presumably because the feud with Naomi must continue that leaves a few people available um to uh enter i assume you're going to get a f- couple of NXT people Dakota Kai is always probably going to be in there to get thrown out she's been in every other one of these Raquel Gonzalez maybe toxic attraction maybe mako satamura maybe Kaylee Ray maybe a few other surprises perhaps Ronda Rousey it's been reported that she might be in the rumble Chris, what you got here?
0: It's going to be a big name. Like, they're not trying to make anybody here. So, I am uh, I mean, it's got to be Michelle McCool. I'm <laughs> uh, 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 probably going uh, to go with Sasha Banks or something. Like, bringing Sasha, I, it might be a red herring, but it, I, it's got to be one of the bigger names. I, I think they're going to go really chalk with this WrestleMania program.
1: The rumored matches that I think... Well, let's put it this way. Uh, I think they're going to make a mistake here um, in in some ways because I think the matches are going to end up being in WrestleMania. It's going to be Bianca and Becky. And I think they're going to do Rhonda and Charlotte, which I just think is going to blow up in their face because people want... People want Ronda and Becky one on one. People don't want to boo Becky. People haven't been clamoring for Becky to get her come up as a heel because she's been fighting but, other heels. But the heels. problem
0: has always been that Ronda doesn't like getting booed,
1: and Ronda's a terrible babyface. We get that, and the only person they might get cheered against is Charlotte. But nobody wants to see that match because Charlotte ends up being Charlotte ends up being the spice that overpowers the dish too many times. And what does that leave Bianca? Because Bianca is is just going to get eaten alive again by Becky Lynch in the promos. I think they need to switch dance partners, to be honest with you. The other problem is how do you get to Ronda being the big deal without hurting Bianca Belair? And I think this is how you do it. I think Bianca has to win the Rumble. I think Bianca has to eliminate Charlotte flair who is in the rumble and then declares for Becky. And then Charlotte pulls the stick where, Oh, you know what? I guess I get the night off because nobody's brave enough to challenge me. And I don't have a challenger and then don't give a damn about my reputation comes on. Here comes Rhonda probably gets a pop out of it. And then we have to do the build and then that's when it's going to get dangerous for this company. But I, I you know, I think either Bianca or Ronda win. I'm going to go with Bianca winning it. Because I think Ronda's going to be the surprise afterwards, much like she was in Philadelphia.
0: Sounds reasonable to me. Bianca okay. seems like, I mean, but like you could also see Sasha eliminate Bianca. I, but yeah, like Bianca, Sasha, one of those. Yeah.
1: I think Sasha is going to be involved with a match against the Bellas at WrestleMania. And I think she might have a friend. <laughs> Let's put it that way. That's that's my it's my educated guess on that one. I, I think uh, I think because of the program last year where the Bellas ended up slapping Bailey. I think if Bailey mm. can go and if Bailey has rehabbed her leg enough, who knows? I think uh, I think we get the return of Oscar Saturday. I think that'll be nice. I uh, think we have a couple of other surprises, but they won't be surprises that make you go, "Oh my god!" They'll be surprises like, "Oh yeah, her," type of thing. So we'll go with that. A little bit harder to uh, to get a read on the men, because these are the men who are uh, who are announced, and I'm not sure any of them are in contention except for one, who I think I'm going to pick. But it's Angelo Dawkins, Montez Ford, Ray Mysterio, Dominic Mysterio, Austin Theory, Johnny Knoxville, Sheamus, Damian Priest, AJ Styles, Big E, Happy Corbin, Madcap Mop, Sami Zayn, Big E by the way, now part of SmackDown. <laughs> Kofi Kingston, Kevin Owens, Omos, Randy Orton, Riddle, Chad Gable, Otis, Dolph Ziggler, Robert Roode, Shinsuke Nakamura, Rick Boogs, and Ricochet. Surprises spoiled by Fightful. Get earmuffs if you don't want to hear them. But uh, Kurt Angle is in town as well as Shane McMahon, so I will put them on the board as well. Chris, who wins the Men's Royal Rumble?
0: I am going to go with Big E.
1: Okay. I like that. Uh, I think it's depend I think for me it's dependent on who wins the women's rumble in many ways because one it's one brand, one rumble usually. Mm. It's Bianca and Raw, I agree with you. I think Big E wins that. And I think that makes a well, no, I don't do I? Because I think it's Brock and Roman. So which title is Brock and Roman going to go for then? Cuz that that'd be kind of weird. Or maybe maybe Big E challenges Bobby Lashley over on Raw. That could happen. Okay, I've I've now made. Such- I mean,
0: transportation is like you know, like it's like the brand splits don't really matter. Oh, and also, the winner of the Royal Rumble gets to choose who they want to face. Yeah. So it's yeah, yeah. Yes. So like they brand brand splits absolutely don't matter. But they
1: usually, but they usually save one for each show type of thing. That's what I was saying for if if ronda rousey wins the rumble the women's rumble or is going to win the women's rumble it makes it much easier in some ways because it's going to be whoever the raw champion is damn if i don't think it's going to be randy orton because star power is lacking randy's been in the middle of this comedy thing and he's been a good soldier about it but now it's time to make him main event randy orton and I could see them doing this with Orton. I could also see them doing it with Omos, to be honest with you. I could see them giving Omos this Rumble win. I still think Omos is probably going to be the Kane of this year, and I think he's going to eliminate uh, – he'll probably eliminate, like, the War Raiders or something if they're in the Rumble, yeah, or he'll eliminate Gable and Otis. He'll eliminate a tag team. No, to make he's going like
0: he's he's to eliminate, like, seven or eight people. Or knock them around
1: boogs. That's a yeah, good he's, one to he's, eliminate.
0: He's not going to get all the way up to, like, 13 yeah. or whatever, but he's going to yeah. eliminate seven or eight people he's this time around. Yeah, yeah, exactly.
1: And then we'll see what happens. But uh, I, I think I'm going to take Randy Orton here if Ronda Rousey wins. And if Bianca wins, I think Big E is a good, strong choice. Would you like to take a second choice given those scenarios?
0: Yeah, I know you, you went Orton. I guess I'll, like, throw out – Maybe AJ Styles. That's not a
1: bad one either. Yeah. AJ Styles has been a good trooper. And, uh, and
0: and he absolutely can do main event work. I it's, it, That's not the issue.
1: Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 455 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it?
0: I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. Every time.
2: And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.
1: That is our Royal Rumble preview on a Saturday, kids. So you'll probably be waking up to shake them ropes and listening right now, hopefully. But uh, you got to remember, it's, in, it's, it's this evening. It's not on Sunday. If you're turning on Sunday, you've missed the rumble. <laughs>
0: Or you could just go and watch it later and yeah, I'm, I'm, honestly, you know. like if you listen to this and then go and watch the Rumble, did you really miss anything?
1: That's very true our Our source was far more uh, enjoyable and uh, more surprises than anything.
2: yeah,
0: but
1: <laughs> right now we're going to open up the lazy river of wrestling criticism Any let show? it flow anywhere. Chris, I was selfish during the rumble preview and I went first last week. So you are going to get to choose where we go first. Mm-hmm. Huh?
0: Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, man, where to begin? All right. I, I guess it, it's just top of mind and, and that's how I like to roll Adam page. Okay. start This Adam page murder, hawk monster promo here this week. There was a key spot <laughs> in this promo. I think you already know yes. where I'm going a Texas Deathmatch? <laughs> like, this is not what a champion needs to be doing. Adam Page looked like a total goofus there, and there was no recovery at the back end of, oh, Texas Deathmatch. Like, you know, once he did that, yeah, he'll beat Lance Archer or whatever, but when's this guy going to be cool? Uh, this guy has not been cool for most of this title run. He, he overcomes the odds or whatever. John Cena did that. But, like, we're trying to do better than Cena, right? Like, this guy needs to be cool.
1: Chris, name an act in AEW that you take seriously. Because here's my issue, and this is across the board. Even Moxley's getting a little bit too ha-ha wacky. Eddie Kingston still brings it for me a little bit. Mm-hmm. Maybe Punk, but Punk. You know, has his most maybe Dan, you know Serena
0: Deeb brings Serena it. Serena Deep. Yeah, Serena Deeb's yeah. great. But yes. but you're 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 saying on the male side of the roster right now. Um Which is what huh. generally
1: brings in the ratings.
0: Right, no, no, for sure. For sure. Uh presentation and all that. But yeah, yeah, yeah. No. Um I'm man, I'm just trying to get there. Uh boy. Who's like even Danielson sort of nerfed Punk Punk, punk it's amazing this we'll get to that, but yeah 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 (laughs) i don't want to
1: leave dead air here no 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 but that's a that
0: that that question is a compelling argument um because i i don't have a good answer for it and and you gave me a lot of time
1: and this is where this uh, not to not to co-opt your point because we can go back to adam page trust me this is where my issue with the lights out match comes in because it's a lights out match it was it was built as a serious Thing with Adam Cole and Orange Cassidy, and Orange Cassidy is crushing the glasses in symbolism, and is coming out fighting mad. And the two of them are fighting mad, and they're fighting on the outside. And it's like, yeah, go get it. And he reaches under the ring, and there's Dan Danhausen, and we're doing the dogs fighting the cartoon dogs, and then Bugs Bunny comes in and goes, "I think I lost my way to Albuquerque," and. Goes out and look, I like unrepentant stupidity. I like unrepentant stupidity a lot. I don't like uh, unrepentant stupidity in anywhere between the upper mid card or the mi- or or the or the main event, unless it's for like a one time shot at the title or something like that. Like, you give me Shinsuke Nakamura and Toru Yano, I'm watching it. Give me Omega and Yano, I'm watching it. But <laughs> this, I mean, we have Orange Cassidy already. Danhausen is a lovely personality he's very funny i i just i saw this and when when the, it got the crowd reaction that they wanted but adam cole is in there with his jaw dropped orange cassidy is looking at him like who is this guy even though he knows you know the the the, the commentary is like it's dan Housen. and look i get wrestling twitter is is all trashing people who are like, they should have explained who Danhausen was. Well, I kind of agree with him because you're trying to grow your audience a bit here. And it's it was just one of those things where I just went, Not the time. Just now, not. It, the time. it was just
0: a really weird way to introduce him, unless the next move here is that Adam Cole's gonna have a feud with Danhausen. Um, The only way that made any sense to me is if that was literally the beginning of the Adam cole Downhausen feud. I'm not calling for that. I'm just saying that's the only way I was able to make any sense out of having that spot in the match at that time.
1: Yeah, I'm with you. And and I agree with you on the Cole thing, just to bring it back to that. I I just really, that was just a note that hit me wrong all the way.
0: Yeah, no, I had a very, very strong reaction to it. I, you know, this week I I did it a little bit different where I was like watching and I was actually like had your DMs open. I was just like DMing my thoughts as I was watching. And like he said that I was just like, oh, come on, dude. Like, when are we going to get it right with this guy? Um. I think honestly, what we should be seeing with Adam Page against the Murder Hawk monster is that he's hunting Lance Archer. That Lance Archer spends this entire title chase being chased by Adam Page. That'd it's be like, kind of cool. Yeah, like like I I want like an inversion of expectations from this. Yes. Point. Yeah, yeah I, yeah,
1: I want I want a little bit more heft in in the Adam Page character. Everybody knows he's a good wrestler.
0: And and everyone knows he's ultimately going to beat Lance Archer. So, like, that's what I'm saying. Like, you know, having him chase Lance Archer here is not going to be at Archer's expense. It's going to be to build Paige. That
1: would would help Archer, too, because Archer comes out, does the whole bullying gimmick, you know, throwing around ring boys occasionally, used to spit water before COVID thing, you know, comes in storms, wrecks stuff and leaves type of thing. I, I, I like that idea. I like the idea of I'm not the one being hunted type of thing i think that'd be kind of cool out of, out of page i like that idea a lot
0: yeah i i just i need something different out of this guy really really badly that that's all I've got on page i it's 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 a shame i'm so ice cold on him because i want to like him
1: uh something that did not hit a right note with me uh on the same on the same dynamite show and it wasn't that this was a bad segment because i liked what it did at the end i liked the beatdown, but the MJF Punk promo back and forth, which is a go home for the Chicago show. In my hobby of improv, when I was teaching it, there was always this: when young improvisers would get nervous, they'd start bringing in other things other than the connection between you and the other person on stage. They'd bring ancillary characters. They'd talk about things that were supposedly in the environment. You know, they 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 basically. They were scared to make the connection. Now, I'm not saying that's what happened here. But this MJF, the public trial of CM Punk in front of the Cleveland audience thing did not work for me. I wanted this to be him spitting fire at Punk as opposed to him playing to the audience to try to turn on Punk. I don't think this worked. This didn't work for me. And, you know, it, it, I, I get... I think the notion is that MJF is calling Punk a fraud. I get that. But this is the last set of promos between the two before they have their match. And I really wanted Kingston Punk rather than what this was. Now the beatdown afterwards, I thought that was a lot of fun. Other than the fact that I thought it was time to turn Wardlow during that. Even even if Wardlow had just said, No, I'm not power by and just walking away, I think he would have been over like hell. After that, I don't know how you find a hotter crowd to turn Wardlow in than Cleveland, his hometown, but the MJF Punk thing left me wanting a little, Chris.
0: Yeah, it left me more than wanting. Uh, You're actually more charitable to this segment than I am. I had a lot of of problems with this segment. Um, So I think with Wardlow, uh, you're starting to get into where I was going. I I thought that the mismanagement of Wardlow was pretty severe. I didn't think he got enough time in his enhancement match prior to this segment to really bask in the crowd glory and establish the warmth because this is really supposed to be a scene in three acts, right? We have Wardlow. Come out. And we want, we in this first scene, Wardlow squashes the two guys. Frankly, like that was mismanaged. The two guys should have jumped Wardlow. They should have actually done something dastardly this time to try to get the upper hand on Wardlow and try to cheat, even though it's a handicap match. Like we really need to start babying Wardlow. Just having Wardlow obliterate two smaller dudes is not actually really a babyface gesture, other than like by the Ryback school of uh, booking. Um, like like in this case in Cleveland, Wardlow needed to come out. He needed to really embrace his Wardlow. People more because you actually had like people in the crowd like dressed up and like really embracing Wardlow and everything like and he needed to play into that. The enhancement guys needed to be more clearly heal rather than like literally just being crash pads being tossed around. Yeah, they need they needed to jump him. They needed to do they needed to do several things. And Wardlow didn't need to overcome a lot of adversity, but he needed to overcome. like brief dastardly adversity like they trip him they kick him in the nuts something like that but then Wardlow real quickly punishes them
1: it just shows that the opponents are smart and they had a plan going in
0: right right exactly that they have some sort of plan and which would make some sense too. this far along having seen Wardlow do these sorts of matches with people like these guys had a plan Um, And it's enough to give Wardlow justification to really obliterate them so the crowd can really get into Wardlow obliterating them on the back end. Basically, what I'm saying is in this first act, a lot of things were done where we didn't maximize the crowd's attachment to Wardlow. And that's really important when we get to the third act. But to go into the second act here between Punk and MJF, uh, I do not think... I like. I found myself scratching my head as to what the end of the story is. And I think it's MJF wins this match in a dastardly way. But I don't, I mean, I think really the point here, like for MJF's promo to have any sort of like heft or weight to it the stakes are that he needs to reveal Punk to be this bad person. And I can't possibly imagine how this match can play out to where the crowd is left with an impression that whatever CM Punk does to MJF, CM Punk's the bad person. Everyone hates MJF. Um, and that that actually is what made Act 3 even more perplexing. Um, so in Act 3, you have MJF jump Punk with the entire pinnacle um up to and including Wardlow here and so like now whatever Punk does even if he cheats on MJF like Jeff if he low blowed MJF five times in a row and then hit the gts 10 times in a row and then like took a chair and did a concerto and then picked him up and did another gts and like then called his mother and was like screaming at him. like at what point would it take for the crowd to go heel on him it would probably be because they're getting bored um like, like Chicago th- <laughs> yeah Against you're right actually you know you're right you're right nothing possibly can turn him heel in Chicago Jeff yes. nothing yes. nothing in any other city it would be a massive lift but in Chicago it'll never happen so like the stakes and the framing in act two do not make sense to where this match needs to go so that's another problem then we get to act three because Wardlow had not been sufficiently overheated during seg one We did not have the crowd initially bite on Reluctant Wardlow. So you needed the commentary booth to furiously be like, Wardlow looks pretty reluctant. Oh, geez, Louise. And the XL was like, yeah, Tony, he looks really reluctant. Oh, yeah, really reluctant. Uh, Because it wasn't connecting with the audience. Um, Then finally, he gets him into the powerbomb position, and there's not enough lingering in that spot there's not enough confrontation there's no sort of additional tension between MJF you're right Wardlow didn't need to fully turn he could have just walked away to the furious approval of the crowd not fully completing a turn not fully completing a departure from Pinnacle but actually milking that Cleveland loves their Wardlow um, and actually doing something to suggest that he's not willing to do this not in front of his people or something like that you know like maybe it's like literally like his love of Cleveland is why he won't do this is to punk um and so like i just thought this was a miss in all three acts
1: yeah uh i just (laughs) yeah what the wardlow thing just it baffled now that okay now's the time to okay never mind (laughs) uh it's it's your turn on the river
0: yeah, I, I gotta talk about this. Um, so you, you know, the other show I do news and politics, um, and so I, I study journalism. Uh, I mean, I'm I'm a bit of a journalism guy. Mark Henry's a hack. Um, you know, I, it, 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 we we need to we need to just cut to the chase here. Mark Henry's a hack journalist. Um, you watch this guy every week, every Friday night. This this doofus gets the the primo slot leading into the main event. We want to know the stories. This guy can't ask a follow up question. Kidding me? That's all I got. <laughs> ah, so he's Jim Acosta. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Is there any number of people dude Any yeah, number yeah. of reporters yeah, yeah, who are yeah, yeah, bad yeah. at their jobs. <laughs>
1: yeah, I, well, I mean, when you think investigative
0: journalism. Do you think, you think Mark, Mark Henry? Henry? Yeah, you do. do. You? Okay. you used to. You used to. I, I got to say, this Rampage oh, spot is completely... No, no. Rampage has completely destroyed this guy's career. He used to be a reputable journalist.
1: What stories has
0: Mark Henry broken? Um, ever. His retirement?
1: <laughs> that doesn't count. He's an active player in that.
0: Well, no. I mean, back in 2013, he had the first scoop. <laughs> he told John Cena...
1: Oh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> what follow up question do you think that he should be asking to say <laughs> 2.0 or something
0: like People that? Well, no. I mean, like, you know, tonight here, we could have a really thoughtful explanation or an exploration of Christian and Matt Hardy's feud in the mid aughts. Uh, you know, there's a lot of history that you could have called back to. Uh, if Mark Henry would do any of his homework with his interview subjects beforehand, he'd be ready with interview subject. Luchasaurus. Uh, you're from the Neolithic or Paleolithic era, probably. Um, have you ever met a pterodactyl? Great question. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Oh my gosh! Uh, well, I got a lot of my raw complaining done during the during the yeah, uh, yeah
2: no I, I'm good on raw
1: preview. Uh, but for a palate cleanser, I'm going to go over to the neighborhood of NXT UK. And I'm going to suggest that everybody watch this week's main event, which is oh, a, NXT which UK, was a, which was an empty arena match between Ilya Dragunov and Jordan Devlin. Oh, my goodness, dude. This thing on on a show that cared about small flying guys and actually cared about foreign talent and just actually cared. I I love the kids over at NXT UK. I still think they put on fairly compelling shows, but with the amount of product out there, it's one of those ones that has dropped to doesn't matter. Watch it when you can. But uh, this week, it was one of those. It's a good match. Go out of your way to watch it.
0: Yeah, that's actually, that's legitimately one I might circle back to tomorrow night. Um, my next pick here is msk uh over uh on nxt here we we got to go there this dusty classic stinks um oh, and geez. wesley is one of the most annoying people uh that i have seen in professional wrestling and never more natural heel like it, it's, it's so amazing to me that they they are booking this guy as a baby face he is so obviously grating
1: try hard in a way
0: yes no he 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 just has classic unlikability and if he was doing that the same act only as a heel I would say it's like wonderful like because he's just so grating the trying hard like and yes uh Nash Carter not much better but like Wesley really carries the gratingness of MSK
1: he's really trying to sell it and that's part of the problem yeah I'll, I'll tell you what though it's one of those things you and I, I think, agree here in terms of being hateable in a wrestling sense, and has now gone through the looking glass to being ultimately likable. We talk about Chase University and Andre Chase,
0: right? Bro, dude. like, like I love Andre Chase, uh, like, and, and I, I want to make sure I'm really like clear Bodie. on this.
1: I like Bodie too. I think. Yeah, Chase. no,
0: yeah, no. He he's great, but like Chase really in in a show and in a company that's really starved for like anything remotely interesting in the babyface department Andre Chase actually works as a mid-card babyface um yeah. especially with this teachable moment spot um it gives him the opportunity inside of a match to school in quotes, a heel briefly, and he can even lose the match later, but gives the crowd a real chance to enjoy watching a heel get embarrassed. And like wins and losses don't necessarily matter for Andre Chase, but like he's good promo. Um, he's he, as you said to me, um, he is very good at wrestling quote-unquote bad and like making like the wet noodle punch and stuff and you know that he could actually do like a real punch but he's doing a deliberative like wet noodle schlocky sort of thing um you know even the Russian leg sweep it could be stiff he's choosing to do like the sort of like loosey-goosey Russian leg sweep thing um, I, I, I can't say enough good things about Andre Chase um, and the characters really come together. He's
1: had I, a character arc. He's the only one of yeah. those guys really who has had a, a, a viable character arc that has made sense from going from a heel to being obnoxious to being in a haunted house where he had brought his students to all these things. I, I just I, To me, that's a guy that I keep around for a long, long time. And that's also a guy that the WWE kind of looks at and goes, ah, what are you going to do with
0: him? yeah they don't get it whereas like yeah someone like me Andre Chase would always have a mid-card program yes. going yeah always like He's, there would yeah. always be something for that guy to be doing in the middle of the card he'd be my occasional Toru Yano gets a yes. random title shot sort he, of storyline because it's
1: a fluke win over over somebody who that know.
0: teachable moment spot against a heel champion would pop a crowd so hard mm-hmm. um, like you know you have you have a uh, Kenny Omega gets suplexed by Andre Chase or like, out Andre Chase momentarily out-wrestles Kenny Omega, does the teachable moment spot, pops the crowd, and, like, does the job later on.
1: And if you ever wanted to turn him serious, and you don't really, but but if you ever wanted to, he is the type of wrestler and the type of actor in wrestling where if you gave him a build to, like, the North American title, and I know they've done this with Leon Ruff already, but that's a guy that people get behind to want to see, to win that title, to quote unquote, reward him. I, I, yeah, I, I just, it's, it's been fascinating to me to watch him on, on, on NXT and how, you know, even, even the most jaded ironic wrestling fans are cheering for him in that building. And it's, it's kind of cool. It's your turn.
0: Yeah. It's it's just a, it's a gimmick punching above its weight. Um, the nxt champion uh braun breaker confronts legato del fantasma um i actually liked santos escobar's promo here but like the problem with this entire program because it could potentially be quite good uh it, it it occurred to me as i was listening to escobar i'm like that's right He's El hijo del Fantasma. That mm-hmm. means son. I don't speak Spanish very well. Um, <laughs> and, and and it occurred to me that like, oh, he's the son of a professional wrestler, so is Braun Breaker. Okay, these guys are like legacy. Like the story actually is quite good, but because we can't mention any names, um, and like, for whatever reason, and because Braun Breaker has to be Braun Breaker, um, we, we can't like actually really sink our teeth into the storyline. It's unfortunate.
1: What was the name of the singer,
0: <laughs> the, the singer <laughs> on NXT? Oh, Ali J.
1: In case of a water landing. She could be used as a
0: flotation device. That's all I'm saying, <laughs> uh, uh, you know, it, <laughs> oh, it, my goodness. She I makes was... a compelling argument that auto tune is a very powerful yes,
1: tool. I just I mean, I get, you know, they're trying to they're trying, they're trying, which is what you want? At the same time, <laughs> I don't know. I, I'm I'm off of NXT. I'm. Gonna I, go I
0: also thought it was weird to have her introduced by Carmelo Hayes yes. and, and Trick Williams. Like, like, I
1: still don't know if they're baby faces or heels these days.
0: I don't know that they know.
1: Uh, same, yeah. I mean, I think they have a good gift for gab, but I think it's just hey, we wanted we wanted our coolest. thing. I mean, they could have had Wesley introduce her.
0: <laughs> man yeah like that promo at the beginning <laughs> like like that oh man jeff like we should start shaking them ropes like that every week like we're standing around our microphones so like jeff you want to go out you want to get it on the show today <laughs> yeah chris yeah i'm like let's go get it jeff yeah
1: oh <laughs> uh I'm, I'm gonna save my last point for 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 the one after this but uh, i did want to make one quick note on rampage And here's a problem that they're having with building younger talent right now. The Jurassic Express versus Hardy Family Office, primarily the private party part of Hardy Family Office. The problem with this feud is it's a Christian versus Matt Hardy feud. It is not a feud between Jurassic Express and Private Party, both of whom have been on this roster now for Almost three years, I believe. I don't think we're at the three-year mark yet. And have shown, like, Jungle Boy has shown some development in the character type thing. Private Party, I get that they've been hurt because of doing, you know, because of the way that they work. The high-risk stuff, don't get me wrong. Where's the growth there? And I'm a little frustrated by it, to be honest.
0: To the, 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 me, the problem with Jurassic Express continues to be luchasaurus. Like, this that really too. should be a tag team of Christian and Jungle Boy. That's obviously the more interesting story. The veteran, the mentor, and the young up-and-coming guy learning how to work together. Are they going to get along? Is Christian, like, actually a valuable mentor? Like, Like, in this configuration, it's subtraction by addition having luchasaurus in the mix Mm -hmm. um i I just think that this would work a lot better if christian was jungle boy's tag team partner
1: oh and speaking of seconds who are legendary uh that punch by Arn anderson i love me Arn anderson don't get me wrong
0: he's been clearly no he's been studying some muda tape
1: oh is that what that was
0: yeah that's that that's clearly if you ever watch muda in 1988
1: did you really just ask me that question
0: Yeah, you know, they come off the ropes and he does that, he does that. Yeah, you you know, yeah, yeah, it's great.
1: (laughs) The the, the dead eye look I just gave you. I just have I ever watched Muda in 1980?
0: Whenever I stumbled onto these really, really like stupidly obvious question conventions six to eight months ago, it was a really important day in my life.
1: Yeah, I I, I understand that. Uh, It is your turn, sir.
0: Um, Jade Card Crash. Uh, she's quite, <laughs> she's still quite bad. And like, they, they had to carry her ass to good matches. Uh, I, I can't do it with her. She's not any good. Is that it? Is That's all. That do saying? you have anything to say about Jade Card Crash?
1: I, you know, I, I, I didn't think the Julia Hart match was that good. No.
0: You know? And Julia Hart was doing it. The only things that were good in the match were done by Julia Hart. Yes. Like, like, like Jade, once again, doesn't know Well, I
1: stand still on the power bomb into the victory roll spot for Jade Cargo.
0: It's uh, even the backbreaker is delivered at like 80% speed. Um, And that's her best looking move is the total world backbreaker. That's the best thing she's got. Um, and the kick, the pump kick, once again, no extension, no verticality. Do not know why she does it. It makes her look like an injured gazelle.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, I want to go back to Dynamite for the ladder match. Now, I enjoyed this match for what it was. And I understand that this match, probably not for me. I have a problem with ladder matches these days because... Instead of being a wrestling match involving a ladder, it becomes uh, it becomes a stunt show from a theme park and seeing what you can get away with by jumping off of high places and doing powerful looking moves off of those ladders. Now, Dave Meltzer of the Wrestling Observer gave this five stars. Which to me, which is 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 indicative of a perfect match. I am nowhere near that, Chris. I am at about three. And uh, a you, half. you
0: see, you see my face, like I just heard that for the first time. Like I'm like, what?
1: Let me this get is, the. Let me get this the is an non- overly
0: long match to begin with.
1: Let me get the the non uh, wrestling point out of out of the way here. What was the point of the title change in the first place? Other than maybe. A de facto advertisement for Go Big Show going to TBS and for Dynamite going to TBS, but it did Sammy no favors, and I'm not sure giving the belt back to Sammy does him any favors.
0: I I mean, I watched this little Sign Guy promo at the back end of it, and I I mean I even thought it was kind of weird and goofy and sort of an afterthought to have him do a Sign Guy promo on the back end of this. Um, I. I Didn't hate the match. No, neither did I. But the problem continues to be that Cody's character sucks. And, that like, he is neither face nor heel, neither fish nor foul. And it makes it hard for everyone who's working off of him.
1: Here are some of my... Rinky-dink issues with this match that I just, I, I, I just, I, I
0: tuned out for but, a little but bit. But I, I gotta, I to go. Real, I'm sorry. I, I, I. This is go to go back to the five star thing. Yes, the fact that Cody's character is so shithouse right now it immediately sort of disqualifies any match Cody would have in being a five star match because is this his character's drama? no because his character's not any good and, and to have a five star match you need to have good character A versus good character B. That's uh,
1: I I agree with you in principle, but to Dave, what matters now is big high spots, and it's always and it's been that way for about four years, in my opinion. When he he gave this PWG six man match. It was like Ricochet, Evan Bourne, or, or Matt Seidel. And, was uh, that the
0: infamous six-star match? Uh,
1: no, he gave six stars to Omega and Ibushi, I think. I think that was the six-star match. The fi- I think this was still five, but don't quote me on it. It might be the infamous six-star. But it was the Young Bucks and Adam Cole versus Ricochet, Seidel, and another high fi- uh, another high flyer. And it was... It was a lot of fun there live. Don't get me wrong; it was great. I was there live, and it was it was it was a very very fun match. And Dave was having the time of his life and watching all these high spots and all this. But as a match, it didn't tell a, a story per se. It was just stunt, 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 stunt.
0: It's to me a five star match has to be a culmination. It has to have it, a build. It has it, to have it, a crescendo. It, yeah. And it, yeah, it, it, it's what made okada omega fun it's what made like okada tanahashi fun like every one of these ha- it, it felt climactic yeah um yeah and, and like the, to you when you bring up what was the point of this title change and then i go cody's character's like this sort of like incomplete incoherent gobbledygook how could you possibly starting with that template like those two questions if we're going to have sort of an incoherent title change. And one of the two participants is going to be the uh, sort of, I guess heel, but not even really want to be a full on heel. So he's not going to really make the babyface a baby face. How do you possibly get five-star match from there? I'm sorry. I, I but like, I just wanted to stop back on that. Cause it really, no, when you're you, fine. once you said five-star match, it's made my head spin.
1: My favorite thing in this match was a little thing, which was Cody using the ladder to hurt Sammy. The the front suplex through the ladder, the figure four around the rungs, those little things. Those are the things I want to see in a ladder match. Those are the things that that those are the little things where you're trying to incapacitate your opponent enough for you to climb a ladder. Which God bless uh, the referee in that match for holding ladders that were rickety for both of them and saving their lives probably more than once, but enough to climb that ladder and get it. We had a superplex off this ladder. We the, the cutter spot. Don't get me wrong; the cutter spot was awesome. Why wasn't Cody knocked the f out after that super cutter? There was no selling in this match, Chris, no. and it drove me nuts. Other than other than Sammy grabbing his ribs in in a couple of those spots early down down in the audience and stuff when he did the uh, jump off. I think when he did a, actually a cutter off the. Uh, off, off the barricade. It, it was like these, I understand that, oh, athletes now are better than athletes then. It's not the point. You're telling the story of wearing a guy down enough to be able to climb the, climb a ladder and get these titles. And these guys were never worn down for the most part. I, that, that suplex alone should have been, you know, just, but it, I think they were hurting for time and were rushing a little bit. And so what happens then is, is okay, we got to get to the next spot. We got to get to the next spot. And so you forget you're in an actual wrestling match telling a story where damage is being done. So we get super cutter off the ladder, which looks just awesome. And then next thing we know, we're fighting 20 seconds later. It, it was ridiculous, Chris.
0: Yeah, no, I I just didn't tell a very good story to me. I, I'm, I guess the right guy won, but I, I just, This is a three and a half star match to me.
1: Speaking of
0: the right guy
1: one, I have no problem with, oh, this is no DQ. So, you know, you can (laughs) the the rules there are are spotty to begin
0: with. Sure, sure. What is the
1: purpose of Fuego Del Sol coming down here and doing the whole, oh, you guys are supposed to be friends, blah, 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 blah. And and then Cody Tiger drives him as he should have.
0: Well, is that what that was? I was so confused by Fuego showing up that yes. like, yeah, I was, I didn't understand he went that down
1: there at first. And this was after the superplex off the ladder and, and he kind of like shoved Cody alone and asking him what he's doing because, because I think they were supposed to be at least have a mutual respect thing going here, but he had no place here. And why doesn't Cody have Arn? or Brock, or somebody out there second to him to get rid of his knucklehead.
0: Th- this is an, another, again, if you're going to have a five-star match, you don't have a random-ass spot like this that makes absolutely no sense, yes. adds nothing, and it, it's just, it, like, these are the sorts of things that get your grade scored down.
1: Way goes on his blog. Blo- I don't care it has nothing to do with this no
0: it has absolutely nothing to and and that's the type of crap that someone who's just watching dynamite does not understand like i'm a real good litmus test for this since i don't watch any of the ancillary stuff so when i watched that i was just like why is that happening why is this guy i know that like he's associated with sammy but like what would possibly be his reason for doing this um I guess, uh, are we good on Cody? Because uh, I got one more. Uh, I'm, I'm good on Cody, yeah. Go All ahead. right, so uh, legit Layla Hirsch and Red Velvet made me regret ever saying um, that Red Velvet should have been made champion after that Britt Baker match. Um, <laughs> even though I still maintain that this Britt Baker storyline, and actually I, I, I'll, I'll kind of pair these together, that Britt Baker promo was ass. It was ass. It was ass, ass, just- ass, ass, ass. Oh my it, it god! Was, it was so it was, bad. Was She's a, like, CM Punk keeps talking about me now, <sighs> like for like five minutes. We
1: get it. Pittsburgh and Cleveland don't yeah. like
0: each other. And no, and, and, but like, if you were gonna come out there and go, like, I'm gonna do a promo that's on the par of CM Punk, and then follow it up with cheap sports heat for five minutes. You know
1: what like, this was? It was really pathetic. it was, a, it, was a, it was a it was a it was an attempt at a rock promo. Or a Jericho promo where, you know, she's been working on these lines. Like was at the Britopia line and things like that. And she had to get through them and she wasn't feeling the energy of the audience at all. There, there was, a, there was
0: a lot of Jericho. There was a lot of Jerichoisms in here where he needs to get catchphrases over like yeah, GFY. It was, there was a lot yeah.
1: of get, trying to get my jokes in here. It was open mic night. As Brandy would say, but no,
0: but that jacket was so tryhard. Like nah, this... the jacket's
1: been there though, and that's a Pittsburgh Penguins.
0: Jacket. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I get that, but like the jacket, and then like to do the whole theme, and then like I, all of it, the the entire ensemble and the promo reeked of like a weird heel desperation that she needs to get heel heat. And she it was really... a Miz
1: promo is what it was. Yeah, yeah,
0: it, it it was just it was very very weak. Um,
1: back to Layla in red.
0: Yes. Oh God, it was it was quite bad. Um, like uh, they l- red. I, I feel like has regressed. I like because like she's oh, there, there's been some shakiness, but this was one of the most shaky outings I've seen her have. Can,
1: can I get in here? Yeah, I, there, I did have some points on on this one, and, it, it, and I just decided I was going to drop them because Cody was more important. But here we go. Red Velvet comes storming down. She doesn't do the shaking. The you know, from, from straight for your mama's kitchen, you know, stirring it up and, you know, doing the, the dance move. She's coming down for a fight. She comes down, she does the, the double leg, which didn't look terribly good. And she's beating on Layla Hirsch. And then we start doing choreography and you're just like, no, go back to the punching, go back to this, make this a fight because they're mad at her. They're supposed to be angry at her. They're supposed to be. But then it became it became choreography and choreography and choreography, because that is how they, they and train shaky women. choreography. Yeah. I mean, there were a couple of OK things here, but there was that one spot when 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 Velvets on the apron and it's like for, she does she does like a, a dance move to the other side of Layla Hirsch just to get a knee when a knee would have sufficed. And you're just like, what is she doing here was the thing that actually drove me crazy after that. They go to picture in picture. And that's where all the heat is during this match. That's where Layla starts tearing off the kinesiology tape on the, on the shoulder that's hurt and starts working it over and working it over and working it over. And so we get back to TV and nobody on commentary mentions this that she was working over the shoulder the entire you had 3 people watching this entire time and trust me JR this this week was checked out JR making sniper remarks boy
0: on- i mean the the he was talking about the invisible wall yeah. Oh yeah. You, you, you catch the magical, the magical, magical. door and didn't he yeah. call it that too? Yeah, yeah, things? no, and then oh, who booked that? That was or that was good booking came out yes. of his mouth a number oh, of different times. He,
1: he is just he is just cashing his check and coming in sometimes. And this was one of those weeks where he did. But you you Excalibur's usually good about that stuff. Tony's usually good about that stuff. And nobody mentioned it. Nobody mentioned the ripping of the tape. Nobody mentioned that she was working over the shoulder during the commercial break at all and so when you get to this thing where it's like she she's doing the rolling arm bar spot which was <laughs> they did as she she got the knee and then and then red velvet kicked out at two just to get another <laughs> move in and you're like no that's the finish right there that hard ass knee into her face and it was just and then afterwards you know uh, she slaps on the arm bar again until Statlander comes down and chases her and you're just like and then JR that. Why
0: do they stop? <laughs> yeah, the, yeah the, you know, the the invisible wall. I've always oh, been talking the invisible about. wall comment. Oh, that's yeah, the invisible wall right, comment. Yeah. Ugh. No, um, I, that made Statlander look like a goof. Like this is again why? Like why is JR? Wh- why is JR doing this stuff bad? It's stuff like that. Like it makes Statlander look bad. I, I and I'm still scratching my head about. How credible is the Layla Hirsch-Chris Statlander feud going to be with Layla Hirsch as a heel? Um, Interesting counterintuitive booking there, to say the least. Yeah, I mean,
1: if if that's the match, Layla Hirsch needs to come in here and hook somebody. And by hook, I mean hook Taz's son. She needs to rip off, like, Julia Hart's arm in, like, 20 seconds. And that's it. You know, that kind of thing. Because this, this ain't going to do it, and it's not going to make it believe it, it. It was the same problem with her and uh, uh, Camille over in NWA, because that size difference is noticeable. And if you're going to make me believe that, and this, is the, this was why WWE gave up on Taz. Because Taz came out there as a killer first week, crushes, crushes Kurt Angle at the Rumble. And then on Raw, either that week or the next week, is jerry lawler is just making short jokes about him. Like, what are you doing <laughs> you know and then, and then they basically gave up hope on him as opposed to just making him kill people every week and, and not go 50 50 you have to have layla hirsch kill some people on this show and there are plenty uh, look sky blue put her out there and have Layla Ursh murder death her. I am fine with that to get her over as this heel and put her in team Taz and make her serious. Oh, that's the other thing. What was the of that team Taz beach promo where they're quote unquote training. All the, all it does is Tony goes, Tony is, it's is like we go to their training and it's Ricky Starks dressed up in a, in a ski bunny outfit and, and, and hook wearing a fur coat and saying we're assassins dante just remember that he didn't do a train there's no polar bear stuff here there's no jumping in the lake or anything like that it was just tony saying the microphone stuck to my hand and there was absolutely no point to that whatsoever
0: it was a bizarre provo it it, it was just pointless is what it was
1: i have nothing else for the river no
0: i i i think i uh i think i need to close this river i'm good
1: yeah, we need to go. We need to go like relax a little bit. Yeah. Know, enjoy, enjoy your weekend, kids. Enjoy the rumble for what it is, because it's always fun in some ways, even if it doesn't make sense a lot of times. See the, <laughs> I was re-listening to our, I think it was our 2015 show, mm. which which we, we we took callers, and that's the one where where we got the drop of a, I'd rather get a DUI than watch this thing. That was the one where they where the Wyatt family dumped out Daniel Bryan when he was the hottest baby face in the company and Roman reigns won. That's always fun. Go look that one up and listen to it. And if, if if this rumble's worse, (laughs) go listen to that, go listen to the callers on that one, how angry they were. But uh, this has been shake them ropes. I am Jeff Hawkins. You can follow me on Twitter at crap game 13. can listen to me over at the dynamite show on fight game every wednesday night we tape right afterwards and drop over there i will not be on fightful doing the post rumble show as i plugged last week because i will be on a plane to kansas city to watch my bengals hopefully beat the kansas city chiefs you can follow the show at shake them ropes all one word we are part of the voices of wrestling network we'd like to thank our sponsor hello fresh once again hellofresh.com slash vow 16 get 16 free meals and three free gifts Chris is over at DWATG. He has some side projects of his own that I'm going to allow him to plug in his own words.
0: Yes, I will use my words now to plug those things. So don't worry about The Government is my other show. Uh, we actually just taped earlier today. This is a double podcast day. Uh, I'll be posting up those videos at patreon.com slash DWATG over the weekend here, and then the actual edited together like two-hour show will be available at some point during the week here uh, if you subscribe to itunes stitcher or spotify uh so be on the lookout for that but you know go and support the show it's all the bucket shows all i ask so if you want to see the videos Bucka show to get in on that Um, but uh then my other band my band is called withered blooms uh i'm posting videos and stuff on youtube if you go and sub up to my youtube channel christopher marino on youtube you can see the withered blooms Um, and we play around Dallas sometimes too, but not right now, uh, soon enough. (laughs) Um, anyways, at DWATG is the Twitter
2: account.
1: It for us. See you next week.